Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. I took a couple of weeks break, sort of, from the show. Uh, I was still getting around a little bit, doing a few things, but boy, we had a busy year last year. So I definitely had to get some downtime with my family and just to kind of catch my breath a little bit. I got to tell you a great hunting story, a hunting trip I went on uh, during the time that I had off. And uh, I'll try to save some time for that. I'm adjust my microphone here. Save some time for that uh, in the show. But I don't want to get in the middle or in the way of some of the big news of today. And I mean, there is some big news when it comes to issues we work on. We got two great guests for you on the show today. If you're new to the show, the Texas Values Report has been running weekly, consecutively now, I think over 200, 220 episodes for now four years. Uh, we're now streaming on Facebook, but it is a radio program show primarily broadcast out of the bridge here in Central Texas, and it's on noon uh, on the radio on Saturdays and, and runs a few extra times later on Saturday and Sunday, but we're glad that you're with us because we got two great guests today, State Representative Jeff Leach, who's at the March for Life in D.C., also Lauren Musica, Sidewalk Advocates for Life leader and pro-life leader, is also at the March. Two great Texans that are going to check in with us, and we're going to be at the Texas Rally for Life on Saturday tomorrow here in the uh, Austin area at the Texas Capitol, so a lot to talk about. But I think one of the biggest news stories getting a lot of attention in regards to the March for Life is that President Trump is going to make an appearance at the March for Life. You know, I was at the March for Life in D.C. um, about 10 or so years ago when Governor uh, President Bush was president at the time, but he didn't make an appearance in person. I think it was like a video recording or audio, but it was still kind of neat to have his voice come in when we were all there. But the word is President Trump's going to show up in person, and someone who's probably going to get to see that is State Representative Jeff Leach, who's one of our guests today, and he's on the line with us. Representative Leach, can you hear us? Jonathan, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great, sir. Excited for you to be out there at the March for Life. I bet there's a lot of energy, a lot of interest in this huge announcement this week that President Trump is going to be there. Well, it's great to be here. I'm literally uh, just steps away from the Washington Monument right now on the National Mall, um, gathered with over 100,000 fellow pro-life Americans, uh, thousands from Texas who are here. And and yes, people are so encouraged and excited to uh, hear President Trump, as you mentioned, the first president in the history of our country who's addressed the March for Life. Um, But I think, Jonathan, to be honest, what folks are most encouraged and excited about is um, is the momentum that we have in the pro-life movement nationwide. Um, I sense just being here over the last day or so, meeting with fellow pro-lifers from all across this country, a, an excitement, an energy um, that I haven't seen in our movement in quite some time, and um, and just so, so encouraged to be here. Um, as much as I love the great state of Texas, it's great to be here in Washington this morning with fellow pro-lifers. <laughs> well, no, right. that's absolutely right, and you have a good reason for being there. And just to lay out a little introduction, uh, State Representative Leach has been on the show before, but he's a state representative from the Plano area, has his law degree from SMU, has been a faith and family champion every year that we've given out that award through Texas Values Action, and he's also the author of one of the newest pro-life bills, House Bill 16, the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. You know, and two of the people that testified, uh, I think both of them are going to be there at the March for Life, Gianna Jessen, Claire Colwell. You know, I'm sure you've gotten 
had a lot of good uh, conversations about these issues since House Bill 16 was passed and signed into law. And so I would imagine, and not that you weren't in the movement before, but you know, a lot of a lot more people interacting with you or wanting to connect with you because of that important law that you led. Well, yeah, well, look, it was a team effort. I was really proud to be the lead author on House Bill 16, the Texas Born Alive Infant Protection Act. It was truly a team effort, Jonathan. You were on the front line. So many faithful Americans, uh, faithful Texans. Uh, helped us on that on that bill, um, whether they were praying or giving or, or coming to testify. You mentioned Gianna and Claire, um, who actually survived abortions. You know, we we wrote that bill, Jonathan, in response to the outrageous um, the outrageous comments of the Virginia governor, what we saw in New York, what we've seen in Washington, which is just a callous. It's the only way I can describe it is a callous disregard for human life, yeah. um, where they're basically saying that a baby who survives an abortion still is not yet entitled to full um, legal protection and rights under, under, under United States law, which is just insane. That's the only word I can use to describe it. Yeah, but at no. the same time, yeah. as dark as that is, Jonathan, I'm grateful for it because it's shined a bright light. It's drawn clear lines in the sand, and Americans are taking note, and they're praying, they're giving, they're, they're running for office, and, and hopefully they're going to vote in November for pro-life candidates all across this country. Well, look, I mean, it's a major issue for voters to consider when they go to the ballot box, you know, and, and for too long, we've heard people try to suggest, you know, that um, you shouldn't be talking about these morality issues at churches and they're like political issues. These are not political issues. These are issues of life and death. OK, these are things that are critical that the church should be talking about. That's something we're doing. We're going across the state, meeting with church leaders and pastors to encourage them to let them know, as you know, as a lawyer, they have every legal right to talk about these issues from the pulpit that are these are biblical issues. These are life and death issues. These are things that people need to know the difference between candidates when they go to the ballot box. These are absolutely these aren't political issues. These are issues of principle. And um, and I would strongly encourage, implore our pastors, our priests, our our faith leaders all across this country who are standing in pulpits every week to not shy away from this issue. Um, number one, it's the right thing to do. We know right from wrong. But number two, um, we're winning. We're we're winning this fight, and we are making progress. We're moving the ball down the field. We have an opportunity, Jonathan. I believe with all my heart with expectant faith, we have an opportunity in our generation to end abortion, to end it. Yeah. It, it shouldn't just be, um, it, sh- it should be unthinkable, not just illegal. It should be unthinkable in this country. And um, and so our, our faith leaders are at the tip of the spear, and I encourage them to continue to speak out. Well, many of them are going to be there with you. I'm sure you'll run into some. I mean, a lot of faith leaders there, a lot of leaders of churches, of church movements, pastors, priests, you know, people in different leadership positions, leading church-based organizations. Uh, you know, I, I just continue to see a lot of stuff online. One of the things you'll see a great presence there is the Knights of Columbus, which I know is a Catholic uh, service fraternal organization. They have a huge presence in your district in Plano. I know they're going to be out there. I know when I was a, when I attended St. Mark's, um, Catholic Church in Plano many years ago. They had a huge group of people there. That's a group you'll see there. And, and a lot of other folks, notables that have been in the pro-life movement for many years. And then some some younger people, some young folks. And then our president. You know, what does it say about, you know, the direction of this movement when you've got the president? And from what we're being told, the first president ever to personally address and, and to be at the March for Life, President Trump's going to be there today. If, if our if our president can speak out on pro-life issues, certainly our pastors can, right? 
Um, and and that's something that we should expect and demand in our pulpits all across this country and our churches. I'll tell you, um, literally, as you were just mentioning, the Knights of Columbus, there was a, a knight that came up to me and told me to get off the grass. And so uh, they're faithfully <laughs> serving out here, helping to keep this place secure. There's literally hundreds, if not thousands, of them serving uh, so selflessly. Uh, you mentioned this as well. Um, I was going to bring this up, but you beat me to it. I can't tell you how many young people are out here. And, and I'm talking, yes, young children, but millennials, college students, young Americans from all across this country holding signs that say we are the pro-life generation, um, holding signs that say uh, love life, um, choose life. Uh, you, you, the young people out here, I'm, I'm almost speechless. I'm blown away um, and so encouraged that, um, that they're out here. We hear a lot of bad news about our colleges, our universities, millennials. But let me tell you right now, this generation is committed to right and wrong, and they're committed to life, and I'm so excited and encouraged. Well, look, in, in the line that was drawn in the sand, if you will, and in the law from House Bill 16 is something that needed to be made clear, and it's something that you think about. It's unfortunate, but if that there's been any blurring in gray area, which there has, based on other states of what they want to do, whether or not a baby should be protected when it's born, that line has to be drawn. And then so many other lines are being drawn to your, your point about making abortion unthinkable. So much of it is, and is this, you know, this is an area you and I are in, law and policy. That's where, you know, we have a lot of experience. But a lot of the arguments being made throughout this time among young people, this is an issue I tend to feel like over the years, even including myself in high school, that interacts with a young person's life because, they have friends that could get pregnant. They're, you know, they're not that old themselves, so it wasn't that long ago when they were a young child, right? I mean, there's just something uh, natural about it that connects young people. And now that we're seeing so much technology, sonograms, all those things where people are starting to see what the baby looks like, 4D sonograms and, and ultrasounds, that people have a stronger understanding of what's going on and what's at stake in the humanity of what uh, of the child in the womb that now they're realizing you know I have to stand up for for my existence and and, and young people and and you'll hear a lot about this too the voices in the 60 million people and babies lives have been lost that are not here being a voice yeah. for the voiceless yeah, it's um, man, that's it, powerful what you just said. I, I don't really even know where to start. I'll keep this short, but I, I love the scripture that talks about. I don't know the reference, but it talks about how the, the rocks and the hills and, and all of creation cries out and, and groans out um, to the Creator. Basically, proof that there is a Creator who loves us, who has a plan for our life. We can look all around us and see proof of that. And I believe, as I'm standing here looking at literally probably over a hundred thousand pro-life Americans. The one word I can think of is love. This is a group that loves people and that wants to come alongside those women and those babies and their families and love them and care for them and support them. These are not people filled with hate or rage or anger. These are people who just love and want to love. And, and, I, and I see a great testimony to our awesome God who creates life, who has a plan for each of us. And uh, I could not be more encouraged to be here this morning. Well, you're right about the biblical references, too. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 tells us that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You know, the, and, mm. and, and the issue regarding love, too, I think a lot of times, you know, I've had some of your colleagues ask me this, uh, that would say, you know, why do you guys care so much about these issues? As if, and almost projecting like that we're, 
so involved in, in the lives of other people. You know, I was taught this in law school. The law is a teacher. What the law says is sometimes what people think is okay. So if abortion is legal, they think I haven't done anything wrong. We're in a position where we can say, look, we don't want you to be in that position. We don't want you to make a decision that later you're going to realize you can't reverse, right? And, and to come alongside them, to love them, and not just when the baby's in the womb. But when the baby comes out of the womb, you know, President Trump did something this week, matching the funds for our healthy women program. I think that's the right name. If I'm not if I'm not correct, you can correct me. But matching the funds that Texas has put forth to care for women and for families, not just when the baby's in the womb, but after the baby's born. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just further proof that um, of the momentum that we've got on our side. Uh, We have been fighting. Uh, for a long time in Texas to defund Planned Parenthood, but also at the same time to get the appropriate levels of funding to support women's health, uh, to, to undergird our women's health efforts in the state without supporting abortion providers and their yeah. affiliates. Uh, this president, uh, look, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I, I, there's some things on Twitter and, and speeches sure. and whatever that, that maybe I could do without whatever. This president is proudly and fiercely pro-life. He's fighting for the principles, uh, the fundamental principles and liberties that we have so long I've been longing for in the White House, and uh, and I and I just couldn't be more proud. Literally, as I was just talking, uh, someone held handed me a yard sign to carry and said, uh, "America's most pro-life president ever." And it's true, and we should be proud. And like I said earlier, Jonathan, we got to come out and vote because yeah. uh, we're under attack. I think the other side sees the momentum; they see that we're winning, that we're gaining ground, and they're going to come out fighting. And we got to come out ready to fight and love too, and be ready to flood the polls. That's exactly right. That, that's exra- exactly right. You know, in, in 2020 is going to be a huge year for the elections at the national level, at the state level and the local issues. So people that are running, that are talking to people that are running for office, ask them where they stand. Do they stand for life? Do, do they stand for if a baby is born as a result of a failed abortion with House Bill 16? Um, do they uh, stand in support of that law? Because I'm, I'm trying to scratch my head to remember if there were any Democrats that supported that bill in the House. I know there was um, at least one in the Senate. But ask your candidates do they stand for the basic principle of protecting the life of a human child? You know, some people in the abortion movement used to suggest, oh, we don't know what it is in the womb. You know, we're not sure what it is, like almost suggesting that it's not human. Well, what else could come from two, from a man and a woman, from two humans? We're way beyond that when it comes to these arguments now because we know so much more. And that's even more reason to your point. Young people even understand it and they know that it's something they connect with, and many of them are now 18 or older, and they're ready to vote. Uh, Representative Leach, look, I know you're in the middle of getting things set up there at the march. We appreciate you having a little bit of time to check in with us. We're excited that you're representing our state and your district so well at the March for Life in D.C. God bless you. Have a great time out there, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Jonathan, God bless you and your listeners, buddy. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Yes, sir. Wow, great to have State Representative Jeff Leach call in he's there in the middle of it all right and look i've been there before those crowds are enormous do not believe what you hear from the media if they ever suggest that it's a small crowd oh there weren't a lot of people sometimes they ignore it it's gonna be hard to ignore it this time when the president shows up (laughs) so uh, i imagine you're gonna see a lot more coverage let's shift to our next guest because we don't have a lot of time on this show and i know she's got other things to do lauren musica is now on the line a great pro-life friend from the state of Texas and does work across the country and was a former intern of ours. (laughs) So we've got another former intern that's at the March for Life too um, that we'll try to check in with later. Lauren, how you doing there at the March for Life? 
I'm doing great, Jonathan. Great to be with you. Well, we just talked to State Representative Jeff Leach, who I know you know well because you live close to that, or, or if not in his district, close by. Uh, I bet you're seeing a lot of great Texans and uh, familiar faces out there at the march. Absolutely. Texas is so well represented here at the 47th annual March for Life. I'm running into Texans constantly. Again, we're such an inspiration to the rest of the country. You're doing so, we're doing something right down there, Jonathan. Um, it is so inspiring. We're seeing people across the country. People are so fired up that President Trump has seen fit to join us this year. You know, we've, we've had the blessing of Vice President Pence the past couple of years. This administration is just blowing us away with the support that they are giving us constantly. Well, tell us about your work in the pro-life movement. You and I have known each other for a long time um, with, with, in law school and before that, and I'm so grateful for, for the friendship I also have with your extended family. Tell us about your pro-life yeah. work. Tell our listeners what you're doing on these issues. Absolutely. Well, I'm an attorney that ended up in grassroots pro-life work. I founded and lead the organization Sidewalk Advocates for Life, and we train, equip, and support others who feel called to go to the abortion facility to offer women and men in crisis loving, life-affirming alternatives. We started about five and a half years ago, and uh, we've grown to nearly 200 locations worldwide. Of course, of course, most of those are here in the United States, and we've witnessed nearly 8,000 women turn around and choose life for their precious unborn babies. Um, that's also not including 2,500 hopeful saves, and with a Sidewalk Advocates for Life presence in front of them, we've witnessed 15 facility closures. Wow, that's incredible. What incredible numbers. You can check out their website at Sidewalk Advocates. .org. And hey, no shame in a lawyer ending up in pro-life uh, grassroots movement. <laughs> we know there are constantly legal questions and issues that come up in our movement or people trying to suggest what the law is or what you're allowed to do. So I'm sure you're getting a lot of good mileage out of that uh, law degree as well. But, you know, I, the, the movie Unplanned was such a big deal last year. We know so much mm. of the witness and the conversion of, of people like Abby Johnson was because of people that are praying, that are on the sidewalks, <coughs> excuse me, myself and my family have been a part of that work at different times over the years. You know, it's so important, you know, and sometimes yeah. it's a silent message, right? The presence there, we saw some of that played out in the movie. And so, and really an opportunity sometimes to actually have a direct impact on a life being saved. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. When Abby Johnson's movie, Unplanned, came out at the end of last March, we saw an incredible surge of interest in our program. You know, people seeing how just going to an abortion facility and just praying, you know, much less reaching out with your words and offering those loving life-affirming alternatives, it is incredibly powerful. We hear stories all the time where people say, I was looking for a sign and you were my sign. I saw you mm. praying out there. I saw you reading the scriptures, you know, or just that kind word, just that kind glance sometimes is all that's needed to turn a woman around. And Abby Johnson, we work closely with her. Uh, actually, when we're not not reaching out to clients. We're also reaching out to the abortion workers. Many of them have abortions in their past. Yep. They're in the abortion industry because of a need to justify maybe a lot, you know, the pain of their past. And so we send workers to them. We've helped 66 abortion workers leave the business. Um, and so Abby all the time is sending people our way because, you know, we're joined together in that peaceful, prayerful, law-abiding presence that's just so powerful. Yeah. And look, and Lauren, I know you've got another uh, interview to go on. You, you tell us, you signal us whenever you need to come. 
cut off. We've got about yeah. five minutes on our end left. You know, the movie Perfect. was incredible. You know, I saw um, kind of people depicted, if you will, uh, that I've been involved in throughout the pro-life movement, people like Sean Carney and others, and, you know, mm-hmm. so many great people. And I don't have a hard time admitting that coming out of Texas A&M in the pro-life movement as a longhorn myself. But, you know, look, that just <laughs> – and I'm just having a little fun there. But so important, that witness. And, you know, I've mm. been at an abortion clinic before praying with my family, and one of my children said – Daddy, there's a woman that's going into the clinic right now. You know, what do you think's happening? I mean, it just you, you come face yeah. to face with it. And so do the yeah. women and, and people that are entering there in such a great opportunity to be there. Mm. If there's an opportunity to turn them around that, you know, many of us are, yeah. have our different roles. That's such an important role that you and your team are involved in. And, you know, we were hearing from Representative Leach saying there's a lot of young people there. I imagine there's a lot of young people interested in the part of the ministry that you're involved in as well. Absolutely. Uh, You know, when you march in the March for Life, you'll look out at the sea of people and you'll see it's mostly made up of youth. It's mostly young people that are here. You know, it said that a handful of years ago, one of the top officials at NARAL, um, you know, one of the top abortion groups, looked at the sea of people at the March for Life and just gasped and said, oh, my goodness, they're so young. You know, the, the, the future of our movement is bright because of all the young people. And, you know, I mean, most of the pro-life movement now is being led by young women, which is so beautiful. You know, we are building families. Um, we're telling women you don't have to take the life of your child to get the life that you want. There's so many resources out there. There's so much hope. There's so much help. There's hundreds of resources out there that are ready to go to bat for women. And so it's just so empowering to know that our movement is young. And and yes, we draw on the wisdom of the past. We stand on the shoulders of giants. I've learned so much from, you know, the Scheidlers and other greats that have gone before me and, you know, just so honored to walk in their footsteps and help carry this banner. No, it's abs- it's absolutely encouraging. And look, I was born nine months after Roe versus Wade. You know, I'm one of yeah. the older people now in this movement. And, you know, it's so encouraged to see young people and a lot of young leaders coming forward and getting involved. And, you know, there's a reason why there are more young people involved um, in this movement, because more of them are alive. I mean, that's just a basic fact. Abortions have almost been cut in half in the past 10 years in the state of Texas, down from 80,000 or so five or six years ago to about 50,000. That's still a big number, though. So we still have some work to do. But, you know, and some of it, what I think is, while it's hard to be patient for a lot of things that we care about, but certainly when we know we're dealing with life and death issues. But I'm very encouraged that so many people in the life movement have at least been waiting on the right times and to do things the right way and to not get impatient about things and not take you know matters into their own hands. And they've been waiting on God's timing. That can be tough, yeah. but we're seeing the fruit yeah. from that. And we're seeing, as uh, Representative Leach was talking about, people's hearts being changed more with love and compassion than by force. Absolutely. I think that Abby Johnson's movie Unplanned was the perfect example of this. You know, it was love standing on the other side of that fence that moved her to join our side. It wasn't condemnation. It wasn't shouting, you know, and and that's how we train our people that, you know, we are strangers reaching out to other strangers. We're we're coming in at a a very critical moment in someone's life. And, you know, it's just like it says in Scripture, it is the kindness of the Lord that leads one to repentance. Right. And so, 
you know, one of the terms that really has emerged from the pro-life movement as of late, you know, I MC the pro-life women's conference. Uh, I did it last year. They invited me back this next year. Their banner is pro-love. It is love that is winning hearts and minds. And yes, sometimes love moves us to speak very frankly about, you know, what takes place in an abortion um, in the culture. But when you're meeting a woman in crisis on the sidewalk, it is a right brain emotional decision for her. We've got to meet her where she's at if we hope to save the life of her child. No, that's absolutely right. We're less than two minutes left on the show. Lauren, we're great to have a, a friendship with you and continue to be inter- interact with you. And just want to encourage you in the work that we're doing. Have a great time out there for the March for Life. Say hello to the president for us and have a safe <laughs> trip. We'll look forward to seeing you again. Lauren Muzica, the leader of Sidewalk Advocates for Life, has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Well, great to have Lauren. She's, boy, right in the middle of, I'm sure, a sea of people. If you haven't been out to the D.C. March for Life, if you're going to be there today, look for President Trump, all right? He's going to be there. That's making a lot of news. But, um, you know, there's been a lot to get to this point, to Lauren's point, young people, state representative leech, young people. Get involved in these issues. The pro-life movement and issue is one of the top issues of Texas values. We have three core issues that we work on. Religious liberty, marriage and family, and life. Those are three pillars. They are equally important to us and a big part of what we do. We've got Lauren, a few more intern out there. We've got another intern from Texas Values, former intern that's out at the March for Life. We're going to be at the State March for Life, the state one here in Austin, the Texas Rally for Life, from 1 to 3 at the Capitol, Texas Capitol, on Saturday and we're excited to be out there. We'll be doing some Facebook Live out there, some good things. If you care about this work and the pro-life work that we do and support it with other ministries through our own direct work, make a tax-deductible donation today. These are life and death issues. It's no exaggeration. Go to txvalues.org, make a donation today, and we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report, and we'll look for you at the Texas Rally for Life. <laughs>